This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You've probably heard of that Netflix show, 13 Reasons Why. Maybe you've heard about it for all the wrong reasons. In it, there's a 17-year-old named Hannah who kills herself in a scene that shows her suicide. Now, when that show first came out in April, about two years ago, researchers raised a lot of concerns about the possibility that this could lead to, you know, kids, youth, vulnerable youth getting the wrong idea about suicide, that explicit depictions of this could actually lead people to copy the method. Settle in, because I'm about to tell you the story of my life, more specifically why my life ended. And if you're listening to this tape, you're one of the reasons why. Whatever Hannah thought she saw, she lied about it on those tapes because she's a crazy drama queen who just killed herself for attention. Hannah has secrets, Mrs. Baker. Hannah's secrets are what killed her. Maybe I'll never know why you did what you did, but I can make you understand how it felt. Sounds, you know, well, like harmful. So, sounds, I should say, harmless maybe to some people, but in the end, it turned out to not be the case at all for a lot of young people out there. A study of suicide rates among children in the United States between the ages of 10 and 17 found a 28.9% increase in April of 2017. That's a th- almost 30% increase in the number of young people who killed themselves the month after that show was released. We wanted to talk to one of the researchers who conducted this study uh, and talk about why actually this happened, what it is that they looked at. So we're joined now by Dr. Lisa Horowitz, who's a staff scientist and pediatric psychologist at the National Institute of Mental Health in the United States. Dr. Horowitz, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this today. I know this is a difficult topic, but what is it that you took a look at in your study? Sure, and thank you so much for having me. So what we looked at was whether or not there was an association between the release of 13 Reasons Why and an increase in the suicide rate among youth and then uh, adults, emerging adults and then full adults. Okay. And why did you think that there might be an association? So there are best practice guidelines for when either entertainment media or news media releases Um, portrayals of suicide, and those best practice guidelines were not followed, so we had some concerns about the graphic depiction of the suicide um, and that youth are so, you know, vulnerable and at risk. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for youth, not only in the United States, but worldwide. And so what did you find when you looked at this? What we found was that April, which is the month that was um, directly, so the, the series released on March 31st. And if you look at April 2017, you find the greatest spike in youth suicide um, over the whole five-year uh, five study period. Really? So was there any other reason that yes. that might have happened? So that's a good question. Um, we also used rate as a comparator because usually if something else is going on in the world that would affect socio-behavior behavior, um, you would see a rise in homicide rate too and we did not find any significant raise in the homicide rate. Okay, so you're, you believe that our investigators, researchers believe that it was a direct link to 13 Reasons Why? Well, 
you know, you, you never can um, really confirm causation, but what the study really looked at was just was there an association and was there a relationship. And so directly after the release of the series, there was an increase. And in fact, we even went back and looked at the past 19 years, and that April had the highest spike of any month in a 19-year period. Interesting. How, how, what does this tell us then about how influential this kind of entertainment or this kind of media is? Right. So that's our concern, that, that media has this big influence on young people. And also there's this new phenomenon of binge watching, which, you know, didn't really exist in the past. So all 13, uh, all 13 episodes were released on the same day. So it's possible that some, that a youth who was already at risk, feeling isolated, could have watched all 13 episodes in one sitting. And so we're concerned that these portrayals have a bigger impact on young, vulnerable people than expected. Yeah, what age group are we talking about here? Yeah, so we're looking at the 10 to 17-year-olds. We also looked at emerging adults, 18 to 29, and then um, adults 30 and over. There was no significant increase in the emerging adults or the adults, just the youth 10 to 17. Okay. And is that it... is where the greatest um, risk of suicide is because that is the second leading cause of death. And um, in 2017, 6,769 young people took their own lives. And so that suicide rate has been so hard to decrease. Uh, I'm from the NIMH, and we have a goal to reduce the suicide rate by 20% uh, by 2025. And it's so hard to knock that rate down that really the last thing we need is something that increases the rate. Right. So what is it that, um, like, when you talk about the first season, obviously that had a reaction, but the second season has come out as well. Has there been a chance to examine that? We have not examined those data. In the second season, there were some better precautions uh, put in place. So, for example, the actors came out before each season and said, if you're struggling with depression or mental illness that you you know, here's a way to get help. And um, I think that was better. That didn't happen in the first season. It's fascinating that just like a small message like that can actually make such a huge difference. Yeah, well, those there's, you know, we don't have data to show what happened after the release of the second season, but though that was definitely something that was missing during the release of the first season. Right. Is this a growing body of research, would you say, Dr. Horowitz, this idea of looking at how vulnerable youth are impacted by these messages in the media? Yeah, it's such a major public health crisis right now. So I think there's a lot of research going on in all different areas, and I certainly think that this will definitely be an up-and-coming area. You talked about best practices. What are some of those best practices? Yeah. Like what do companies and, and producers and everything need to keep in mind when talking about or portraying topics like this? Right. So it's, it's always dangerous when you have such a graphic depiction of suicide. So in 13 Reasons Why, not only did they show the actual method, but it was almost prescriptive. They showed the character going to the pharmacy to buy the method. They showed the clothes she picked out. So it really shouldn't be so detailed. There's also a guideline that you don't 
publicize the suicide note and 13 Reasons Why was really 13 hours of a very detailed suicide note. There's also um, some suggestions that you don't make it a, a goal like getting revenge or um, trying to accomplish something and 13 Reasons Why was about getting revenge and then they have the main character who was dead appear in every single episode. So it almost looked like could, you know, get your revenge and then be around to enjoy it. Right. What we don't want, what we don't want vulnerable youth to think is that suicide is an option. Suicide should never be an option. And so if the messages could be more, if you're struggling, that you can um, get help. And if you can destigmatize mental illness, destigmatize suicide, um, those could bring messages of hope. The other thing that happened was what we always tell young people is that if you're in trouble, you seek out a trusted adult. And actually all the adults in 13 Reasons Why were very ineffective, including the parents, including the principal of the school, the mental health clinician. And so that's, that's not a great message. The message should be if you're in trouble, turn to a trusted adult. It sounds like pretty much everything you shouldn't do was done in this particular show? Best practice guidelines were not followed. Let's just say that. That's a very diplomatic way of putting it. Uh, Do you think that we've (laughs) learned lessons from this? Like, do you think this is, now with this kind of information out there, do you think the entertainment industry is actually paying attention? I think think so. I think this has um, really raised concerns of unintended consequences. I I don't think anybody meant to increase a suicide rate. I, I don't think anybody would want that. But now we have to pay attention to the fact that media portrayals may have an influence that we had not expected in a very serious way. Well, Dr. Horowitz, thank you for talking to us about this today. Sure. And if anybody you know is uh, at risk for suicide, really asking directly, are you thinking of killing yourself, is really the best way to help them. It doesn't put the idea into their head. That's an important myth to debunk. Oh, okay. So does that make the person, yes. if they are thinking about that, then they stop and go, oh, okay, somebody just vocalized that. Yeah, like there's a myth. And this is one message we really want to get out to anybody who works with children, parents, teachers, coaches, uh, nurses, doctors, that there's a myth that if you ask someone about suicide, you're going to put the idea into their head. And actually, that's, it's actually the opposite. There's at least four research studies that refute that myth. So the best way to keep a teenager from killing themselves is to say, are you thinking of killing yourself? Really directly, it makes them know someone cares, and most likely they're going to want to talk about it, and then you can get them help. Well, that is great advice. Thank you again for joining us today. Sure, and thank you for having me. That's Dr. Lisa Horowitz, a staff scientist and pediatric psychologist at the National Institute of Mental Health in the United States. That was some excellent advice that she just gave there. And I did not know that. I I thought the myth, you know, was true on that one. But she's saying that is not the case. If you know a youth who is struggling or you think uh, they might be having some problems, that the best way to help is to directly ask them if they are thinking about killing themselves, because that 
often reaches out to ends up with them reaching out for the help that they need. Whereas most of the time we're too afraid to do that because we think that's going to put the idea in their head. So I certainly learned something talking to Dr. Horowitz today and we thank her for her time.